Welcome to the Dragon Slayer podcast by East Idaho Credit Union. I am Stephen. With me, as always, is Bailey and today's guest, Jasmine Ray from the Jasmine Ray Haircoat. Jasmine, welcome. Thank you. So nice to have you here. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start off. I bet most people will know what you do um, just based on the name of your organization. But why don't you tell us what do you do? So I'm actually a hairdresser, mm-hmm. and a lot of people miss that part, but I've been a hairdresser for about 17 years now, and I probably about six years ago um, got on the internet, and I had a couple of clients asking me, like, how do you curl your hair like that? Like, can you show me? You know, because mm. I started curling it with a specific tool called a wand, curling wand, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a newer concept, but... I just got on Instagram and started curling my hair and I tagged the company that I got the wand from and they reached out to me and they're like, hey, you want to do a video for us? And I was like, no, (laughs) I'm not a beauty blogger. (laughs) That is not what I do. And I was like, famous last words right there, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And then they were like, well, what if we pay you like 10% of what you sell? And my husband was like, it can't hurt. Like you make a couple hundred bucks, you know, like what what could go wrong? You know? Yeah. I did a live video, terrified, like absolutely (laughs) terrified, because I'm like, I can't unsay things that I might say. Yeah. So it went fine. I kind of went into education mode because that was my background of like, I'm a hairdresser. I'm going to talk to people like they're a customer, right? Yeah. Anyway, and it kind of opened up this world of education online where I could Mm -hmm. reach so many women and teach them how to take care of their hair. Because oddly enough, a lot of women don't know how to properly like wash their hair, how they mm. should be brushing their hair, like simple things that I'm like, sure, people know this, you know, <laughs> and they just did it. Even my own clients. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I haven't even taught you this, you know. <laughs> so I started teaching online just simple things about like my knowledge that I have in the mm. hair world. And mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, people ate it up like crazy. And they're like, oh. I didn't know I was washing my hair wrong this whole time. And then they they started doing all these things and noticing that their hair was in a lot better shape or that it was finally growing. And <laughs> so then people wanted to share it, right? Because yeah. they're like so excited that something's finally working. So then it, people started sharing it like crazy and tagging me. And it grew so fast that I was like, I have no idea what's happening. This is so <laughs> weird. Like in like a couple of weeks I had like 10,000 followers and then a few weeks later I had 50,000 followers and I was like crazy what is happening like it was so strange but then I thought oh my gosh like this is an opportunity for me to actually help people yeah with a pain point that a lot of women have you know and I think like hair is our main accessory like mm. you have to wear it every day you can't it's not like a pair of jeans that you you know can wear one day and then put them back in the closet like it's on your head every day And so I think for women, when their hair is feeling really unhealthy or looking Mm. badly in their opinion, you know, like it kind of like does something to their soul. And Mm. so I'm like, this is something I can teach that can be really helpful. So I just started pumping out the content of education. And that was back when Instagram, you could just do that. You didn't have to like (laughs) put all these images and gifts and you know, all these things on it. It's a lot more complicated now, but, but it's been amazing and really rewarding to be able to help women and have such like a bigger reach than just who's in my chair. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting. We had a, a guest on a, a little while back and, um, they actually make custom cowboy hats. Oh, cool. 
And one of the questions that we talked about was like, well, what hat is appropriate for like your face and your head? And the thing that we came up with is whichever one makes you feel great. Yeah. Right. That's the that. one. And um, yes. hair feels like, I don't know. I think it matters to everybody. Yeah. Actually. It does. Including men. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know that we would admit that. You don't talk about readily. it a whole lot, yeah. but it is like a big point of confidence for men too. Yeah. And it's just about like when you, when you feel good, you you act different, yes, right? It changes sure. the way you interact with mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And and that's significant and that's yeah. important. Yeah. And you've blown up just showing people how to feel yeah. good. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And it's been very rewarding. But like with anything good, it also comes with the hard, you know, and so. Mm, tell us about that. What, well, what hard comes with that? Yeah. So I think, you know, I got to a point where I had more opportunity to teach more and to work with different brands and do collaborations on hair products and things like that. It was just a lot more opportunity, like laid itself out in a really big way. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really exciting and something I'm incredibly passionate about too. Yeah. So then, um, I, you know, I've got four kids mm -hmm. and I fought really hard to get them here. We went through all the infertility stuff, all the meds and treatments, and it was something that I was like, okay, when I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a mom, and mm. that was like, what are you going to be? I'm going to be a mom, you know? <laughs> and so I I finally got my kiddos coming, you know, and got them here and got that dialed in, and I had had two boys, and that's when kind of all this opportunity, it was crazy because I actually kind of went viral, and how it happened was... I was pregnant with my, I can't remember, second or third. I can't remember. It's It feels it's like second. forever ago. Your second, I think. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> still in the blanks for me. <laughs> but it was that year we had of the snowpocalypse, right? Like okay, where yeah. everybody was buried in snow, like everywhere. And it was like record, record year for snow. And people couldn't get out of their neighborhoods. And I was so pregnant. I was due, yeah, I was due January 11th. That's when I had him. It was my second. And I was, uh, we were buried in snow. And I was waiting, and every mom can relate to this who's had a child. I was like, okay, I got to plan my wash day for my hair so that I wash it right before I have the baby so that I can go like a while <laughs> with the newborn of like the first 10 days without having to worry about washing my hair, right? So I'm like trying to plan this. It's so silly. And I... I was like, okay, still haven't had him. I'll just go one more day. I'll go one more day. Go one more day. And I ended up going 33 days. Oh, my goodness. Without washing my hair. And I kind of started <laughs> documenting the whole thing because everybody was home and stuck in their neighborhoods mm -hmm. and couldn't get out. And and I started documenting it. And people were like, this girl's insane. Like, <laughs> And my hair looked great. Yeah. I will say. My hair looked great. Great, and it was so At dirty. Thirty-three days. You're yeah. like, it looks awesome, and it's because I've trained it, and so mm. that's part of what I do is I teach people how to train their hair mm. to go as go longer between washes, and like that that it's all kind of connected. Of like, your actual natural oils are really good for your hair, and mm. when we overwash it, like we kind of cause trauma to our hair by mm. washing it too much. Because if you think in the olden days, like you know the back when it was like. People wore flowers because they smelled so bad because they never bathed. You know, like sure. that was corsages and like all that stuff came into play. But these these girls like would go 
months without washing their hair, but right. they had the most beautiful long hair and it was in these braids, you know, and and I'm kind of like, I think we are wrecking our hair by doing like putting all this product in it, putting mm. all this bleach in it. Like we're washing it and washing it and washing it with soap and we're just like trashing it, you know. So mm. I had trashed my hair in hair school. I went dark like every blonde has to do in their lifetime. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like. In a depression, I was like, I hate my hair. I wish I was blonde again. I'm not happy anymore. Like, I'd see blondes on the street and be like, I'm so sad. Anyway, so I had all my hair school friends, like, take my hair back blonde in, like, a matter of two weeks. We oh, did, like, no. two blonding sessions. Fried my hair off. Sure. Horribly. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, I know I used to have good hair. Genetically, my mom and dad have great hair. I know I can get my hair back, you mm -hmm. know. But it was like trashed. And so I tried all these different things, different methods. And ultimately, it was like stretching out my washes that kind of made my hair come back to life. Hmm. So I was like, there's something to this. And I would normally go like 10 to 15 days. But then that that moment of like, oh, it looks great, actually. I'm just going to go one more day. And mm -hmm. it just kept happening. And I was documenting it all and ended up going like a whole month. And people were like look at this girl's hair it's 30 days dirty and she still looks beautiful that's when people were like teach me how to do this mm. you know mm -hmm. i don't do that like that's not my norm i don't go a month without washing my hair i'm normally like probably 15 to 17 well, days it's funny this whole time you've been t i'm like looking at your hair yeah how many, how many how days dirty, dirty? Is right yeah now? what's your wild guess oh right here let's see i think you're i think you're 10 days in here I'm probably 15. Oh, yeah. dang. That's I actually impressive. was like, I'm going to wash my hair last night so I could have fresh, clean hair for this. But I'm mm. like, nobody's going to see my hair, I don't think. So <laughs> why does it matter? Just one more day. They might, anybody listening, just yeah. flip on the video and look at her hair. Yeah. That's 15 right there. Dang, yeah. that is and impressive. It looks, it looks beautiful. It Thank looks you. way better than mine, and I washed mine last night, which is my problem. <laughs> what the heck? You need to get on this wagon. For sure. 100%. But yeah, sorry, I get on tangents. But <laughs> yeah, what do we even ask you? What are I know, we even talking about? You said about the anymore? challenges. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like trying to balance being a mom and then taking all this on was was a lot and it was really terrifying and scary. Mm. And I was like, I really don't want this to take me away from my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I've been able to find a way, and I won't say balance because I feel like that's such a silly word that like, yeah. People are like, how do you balance? I'm like, nobody's balancing. Yeah. If you think yeah. they're really balancing, like, they're they're fooling you, you know? Yeah. I think it's just like you kind of have to wear different hats, and that's how mm -hmm. I've always looked at it. And I, I explain this to my kids this way, too, because I'm like, okay. And I actually did, like, an object lesson one night with my kiddos because to explain to them, like, what mommy does, you know? So I was like, this is my mommy hat, and it was, like, the best hat that I had. Mm. I found, like, the biggest, coolest hat. It was like... <laughs> a mad hatter from a costume <laughs> hat. It was like, and so I'm like, this is my mommy hat. And I'm like, this is my work hat. And this is my, like, like my social media, or my internet mm. hat, you mm -hmm. know, trying to make sense to them. And I'm like, these are different hats that mom has to wear at different times. Mm -hmm. And when I have my mommy hat on, that's when I, it's the best, you know, but sometimes I have to take my mommy hat off and put my work hat on mm -hmm. and I got to go to work. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what happens if I try to wear all my hats? And I tried to put them all on and they all fell off my head. Sure, they love that. Yeah, yeah, and they thought it was funny. So I was just like, sometimes, you know, 
but but it's been really a good visual for me too because yeah. I'm like when I take off like my influencer hat or my mm -hmm. work hat I put my mommy hat on and that's all I'm wearing you mm -hmm. know and and it's my fun hat and it's my mm -hmm. hat that like I looked forward to wearing the most and I think that's that's been a great visual for my kids and it's funny because I teach them like mom like makes commercials and teaches classes on the internet you mm -hmm. know and so sometimes when I'm filming in their home I'm like I'm making a commercial right now you know <laughs> so I'm wearing my like I'm making a commercial hat you so know I need you to shut up please you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like one of the challenges of like working from home but then I used to have my salon in my home too oh, for okay. years like oh, over yeah. a decade and it was so nice during the season of like being pregnant and having babies sure. and nursing and that yeah. whole thing. But then as I started taking on more online, I started stepping back from like time behind the chair right? because I realized, wow, I can reach thousands of more people yeah. and help them versus like one person in my chair who, yes, I get to like physically be with them, which is can't ever be replaced. Right. Sure. But, but I started realizing that like I can have more impact in a broader spectrum here than I can here. And I still do a little bit of that. Like I work one day a week doing hair still behind mm. the chair and I love it. But I have like kind of step, stepped more in here, stepped back more in the hair world of doing hair. So I moved my salon out of my house finally. And it's been great to take mm -hmm. that out of my home. Just mm -hmm. that aspect of work. I can separate from home yeah. now. And yeah. so it just makes home feel a little bit more peaceful. Yeah. So, I do have this visual of you literally wearing these different hats <laughs> while you're going, like you wearing the Mad Hatter hat when you're walking around cooking dinner or something. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I should funny. do that sometime. That would be actually pretty funny. <laughs> I do think there's something really interesting about this balance conversation, mm -hmm. though, because For sure. um, there's so many ways to get it wrong. Right. I feel like. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I've always felt like is, look, my life has been highly out of balance at different points in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I was in school, it was highly out of balance, skewed towards school. Right. When I was like having young children, it was highly skewed out of balance <laughs> yeah. towards like taking care of newborns right. and stuff like that. You're surviving. That's right. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think the mistake that people make is they want to go for balance per day. Mm-hmm which is almost impossible right. to do. Yeah. I think what you're trying to get it to is like a balanced life in its aggregate. Yes. Right. That's what you're really trying to do. Yeah. But I feel like if you ever want to do something truly incredible, it takes a commiserate level of commitment. Mm -hmm. Right. It takes incredible commitment to For something sure. to do something amazing. Yeah. And uh, and that's a little uncomfortable to mm -hmm. just be like, hey, I know my life's going to be a little out of balance for the next three months. Yeah. But that's what it takes. Right. Yeah. For sure. And you kind of, I just say it as like, I just thrive in the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, once you just kind of learn to accept that, like, it's impossible for you to control everything, yeah. then I think there's like a freedom that's born of like, I can control what I can control. And right. the rest, and I think a lot of moms deal with anxiety. In the beginning, I had a lot of anxieties about like, how am I going to do all this? Yeah. You know, I can't balance my life and everything's unbalanced, you know? And I think when I learned that I actually did this course that my cousin that I grew up with, I mean, we were like making plays at Thanksgiving. She's like one of my best friends, but she's dove a lot into the world of anxiety to try to help people. And she's incredibly smart and brilliant, but she, she taught me that there is, 
the things you can control and there's the things you can't control. Because I used to lay in bed at night and my that was the worst time. My head would race of like, what was that noise? Someone breaking into, into our house. Like, <laughs> if someone broke in, how would I protect my kids? Like, who, who would I get first? And I'm like planning all these things and mm. feeling like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And who would I get first? That's yeah. Good. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, where's the gun? And <laughs> especially when my husband's out of town, I like get the gun and like make sure it's like safe and like stored. But I'm like, like in okay. the bed next to yeah, you. Yeah. I'm like, hey, it's ready to use. <laughs> my husband's like, you're not going to shoot anybody. And I'm like, I don't know what I would do, but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to plan, you know? And he, and so finally, when I was like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. Like, ever. Mm. Could it happen? I teach my kids this, too, because my oldest deals with some anxiety. And I'm like, you get to be in control of these things. And we, like, make lists of things that we're in control in. And it's like, these things that we worry about that take a lot of our time and energy, we have no control over, actually. So giving that our energy is so incredibly pointless. And it just pulls from us and wears on us. And for no reason, you know? And so... I think that's been something that's really helped me in trying to figure out balance and trying to figure out how to, you know, do X, Y, and Z and feeling so anxious about it all is just like, I can do what I can do. And the rest is not my problem, you know, yeah. <laughs> or not anything I should give energy, to, energy to. So mm. easier said than done. Though, sure. Right? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So I want to go back in time just for a minute here. So let's take the uh, way back machine. And so you start, you're doing salon work. You start getting some traction on the internet. Mm-hmm. At what point did you say, huh, maybe I've got something here. Yeah. And then how did you take that ha ha moment and decide here's what we're going to do? At Eastside Oak Credit Union, we're changing the future of business with our Velocity Money Market account. You can receive unbeatable returns on tiered interest rates. We have rates up to 2.02% annual percentage yield. Eastside Oak Credit Union puts local businesses first because when you do better, we all do better. Federally insured by the NCUA. So you start, you're doing salon work. You start getting some traction on the internet. Mm -hmm. At what point did you say, huh, maybe I've got something here yeah and then how did you take that ha ha moment and decide here's what we're gonna do um I think it was after my second video that I did with this brand and what they did is so they had been having like customers or just really cute girls like curling their hair online and like this soccer I'm here and I'm super pretty and like <laughs> you could do it too maybe if you buy this you know right And it was kind of just generic of like all these beautiful girls doing tutorials, right? We've seen all of them like, but then the customer was sitting there like, okay, how do I just be pretty like that? You know, I just want to be pretty. And when I got on, I went right to my comfort zone of like, I'm not a beauty blogger. I'm not as like stunningly beautiful as some of these girls, you know, and I could sit there all day and like make myself feel inadequate. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know what I'm good at, and that is hair. Mm-hmm. I know hair. I know how to take care of it. I know how to teach it. I've been there, done that. So I went to that comfort zone, and I taught. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this was an insane response. Mm. People want more from you. Like, yeah. will you do another video next month? And I was like, ah, I think this was like a one-and-done kind of deal. It was fun. <laughs> But then I got my paycheck from my first video, and it was like $12,000. You're like, yeah, I can do another And I thought, <laughs> I thought like, 
a couple hundred bucks. You know, that's why I was yeah. like, oh, a couple hundred bucks for curling my hair. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's going to do it anyway. And then I get this $12,000 check. And me and my husband's jaws dropped. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> I have to grind my butt off for a month, two months to make that much money. And I just made it in like a 30 minute video. Like, yeah, what just happened, you know? And then. Yeah, I'm considering growing up my hair. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And then I, I just was like, OK, this this has got to be a fluke. Right. So I'll do another video and see what happens, yeah. you know. And I did. And it was like double that amount. Oh, my goodness. And I was yeah. like, there's something to this. <laughs> I think I think we have hit something here. Yeah. Like. And so then my husband and I were like, okay, so this is a whole world that like I've never been a part of, but then thought to myself, a, it could bless our family immensely mm -hmm. if this like, and yeah, it might be like, oh, this could be a fluke, and like maybe we got a couple good checks, and we're gonna be grateful for that, right? Because yeah, sure. that blessed our lives immensely and incredibly. And but then it got to the point where it was like there was so much more opportunity. And we were like, okay. And then we actually sat down and my husband, I was like, I feel like I was having that mom guilt of if I'm doing more, that means I'm doing less here, right? With my Mad Hatter hat on. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I don't, for me personally, I didn't feel like I could like put my kids in childcare or hire like a nanny or anything like that and like successfully do what I wanted to do that I was passionate about in this hair world of like teaching knowing that like I was away from my kids especially after like wanting them so bad and fighting for them so bad yeah. feeling like Ugh, I just don't know I don't know if I can do this so then my husband we talked and he wasn't in love with his job and he had gone to school and gotten the degree and done mm -hmm. all the things you mm -hmm. know was the good boy and stayed in line and and we actually brought him home from the workforce so that he could be with our kids. And he's wonderful at it. Mm. But it, that was kind of when we're like, okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this and we're gonna like make it happen, like I need to know that my kids are with their dad, you yeah. know, yeah. if they're not with me. And so that has been a blessing that my husband and it's a huge sacrifice because sure. like he went and did all the things so that he could work and yeah. have a career. And so he sacrificed that so that I could grow in mine and i always think like some people are like oh well, wouldn't it be nice to be a stay-at-home dad and i'm like no it is a sacrifice yeah, like yeah, totally it's not like he's living this dream life he's folding laundry yeah. like do you want to be folding laundry you know so it's just interesting but it's definitely a team effort to make it happen yeah i know my job is so much easier than my wife's <laughs> i couldn't do i couldn't do i wouldn't want to like, that's not yeah. for me yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not, it's I'm not, not for everyone. It's for really, sure. it's really not. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I want to go back to the, this moment where you got all this really great traction. Yeah. What do you think it is about what you did that people gravitated towards? You know, I think like when I think of it, just broad spectrum, I think it's because hair for people is a pain point. Yeah. Um, and they were so desperate and some people like when their hair is trashed they're desperate to like get yeah. it back i also think that and this is something that several people have told me and that for a while i was like oh thanks whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like 
it's I have tried really hard my whole life to just share things in like an honest and loving way to be like genuinely helpful. Right. Mm. Because I feel like at the end of the day, if I can lay down, lay my head down on my pillow and be like, I helped someone today or I made someone feel better about themselves or I made someone feel beautiful for the first time in a long time. Like that was so incredibly rewarding mm. for me. And that's part of why I love doing hair and like seeing the women after you'd like finish their hair and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so beautiful. Thank you. You know, like that was such like, I'm like, oh, that was worth it all. That was worth the 12 hours on my feet today. <laughs> and I just feel like it has been such a reward to be able to do that on such a bigger stage Yeah, because the feedback I've gotten has been absolutely like, I, I, I can't explain it. It's just made me feel so satisfied in my life of knowing that I have something to teach that can help people. Yeah. And it sounds silly because it's hair, right? But I think as time has gone on, I've I've been able to share more about my life, more about my family, more mm. about like just being a mom and the struggles of of life and that everyone kind of has heavy stuff going on. And I think opening up to like, I'm actually, I'm actually like, I can teach you all about your hair, but I'm, I'm a person who, sure. who has daily struggles and who is a mom crying in her closet sometimes <laughs> because it was just a bad day for yeah. one of your kids, you know, and, and you're trying to like put on the strong face. But I think allowing people to see that side of me too, that yeah. I'm like this human being who's completely imperfect and just like, going day to day trying to make it happen trying to find that balance you know that doesn't <laughs> exist but i think that has drawn people in also is yeah. just being vulnerable and being willing to share the bad parts yeah. with the good and obviously you don't want to share like all the good or all the bad and there's there's a level of like wanting to protect certain parts of your life too yeah. but it was funny cuz I'm like, people want it all until they don't, you know? And yeah. then they're like, oh, that was too much. You were chewing too loud. I don't like that. <laughs> so it comes with all of the different angles of it. You know, people love you or they hate you or, you know, it's it's a whole thing. So it, well, it's, it's unusual to be in the public eye. For sure. And yeah. it's it's strange because I don't feel like I'm a public eye person. Sure. And like six years ago, I was just, I was a hairdresser that went to work and then came yeah. home, you know, and, and now it's like people see you and they mm -hmm. watch you and they listen to you and you realize like, well, people see me and they watch me and they listen to me. And it's funny because I had a mom who saw me in Target, didn't say hello to me, but she was like, I saw you in Target. She DMs me later. <laughs> and I wanted to say hi to you, but you were yelling at your kids. And I was like, oh, where is this going to go? And she's like, and I just want to thank you for being a normal mom. Because I yelled at my kids probably five minutes before that. And then I saw you, who I look up to so much, and you were yelling at your kids. And so I was like, okay, good. We're on the same page. So it's funny because there's things like that where sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm so not perfect. And you yeah. might catch me in a moment where I'm yelling at my kids, you know, but that's just life. And Yeah. There, there's been this really interesting th shift I've seen in social media over the last two-ish, maybe three years um, where it used to be very much about, and there's still a lot of this, but it was very much like people showing the 1% best part of mm -hmm. who they are in their life, right? Yeah. Like it's 
I'm only showing you the the picture the of me reel. on the beach yeah. in Hawaii, and that's it. And so they were showing this very modified, like romanticized version of their of their life. Mm -hmm. And I, I think people are getting tired of that, oh, so actually. Tiring. Yeah. And, and so there's been this really big shift back to just really authentic, real kind mm -hmm. of life. Yeah. And people are hungry for it. And they, they want that moment where they see, <laughs> oh, I'm we're the same kind of yeah. person. Yes. When you feel like you're on an even playing field with yeah. someone, especially if you look up to that person. And right. I don't know. It And it definitely, I feel like it went from highlight reel to sometimes like, all you see is a low light reel sometimes. Mm, sure. And I feel like sometimes like people took it too serious of like, well, people don't want to see that anymore. So now we're going to show them all the bad stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there is like, I do have the goal of trying to like, um, here's the balance word again, but I think there is this movement of like, just be like eh, disgusting and <laughs> your house is messy and just like, <laughs> like, be slothful, whatever, like you don't have to be healthy or anything mm. like that. And there's there's a lot of that that's like overkill of like, you don't even have to try. You're perfect the way you are. And I don't believe that. I'm like, yeah. you're actually not perfect the yeah. way you are. And nobody is. And that's right. part of what I believe is the reason that we're here on this earth and this whole journey is to like learn mm -hmm. and to improve and to you know, make mistakes and learn from them and become better. And it's not like just sit in your slothfulness yeah. and your idleness and like just be like, I'm perfect. I get what they're trying to say, but I'm also like, it's kind of a harmful message too. like to be yeah. like, you're perfect the way you are. It's like, yes, like you are beautifully made the way that God made you. Mm -hmm. But every day you can try to be better and you can. And it's not that like you're failing if you're not, you know, but it's like. There's always room for improvement and like yeah. everyone feels that in their own soul. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know anyone personally that's completely content with who they are, but they might be I hope not. they might be trying to say that yeah. they are. Totally. Yeah. And so I'm like trying to say that like oh, I'm fine being this way and I'm fine sitting in my messy house. And I'm like, no, I don't feel good when my house is messy. Like my house feels more peaceful when it's clean. Is it always clean? Absolutely not. Right. Like, and I even hire help to clean, to pick right. up toys, like silly things. Like I'll scrub my own toilets, but I hire someone to like put my kids toys away that get I feel like I would go out. the other way on that. I know, personally. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like we pick and choose the things. And my husband and I have been like, okay, what are things that we absolutely hate doing? And we hire help for those things. Sure. It's like dishes, regular pickup. Like we'll do our own laundry and scrub our own toilets. But like we have someone doing dishes and like, I don't know, it's just weird things. Okay. And we kind of decided yeah. like, you know, whatever. But I, th I think you're you're right. Though. Like I've always felt like my life's purpose is to just become the best possible version of whatever I can be. Right. Yeah. Something I tell my kids all the time is like I... I love you right where you're at, mm -hmm. but I love you way too much to leave you there. Right. Right. I like, love that. Like there's, there's so much more yeah. to do. There's so much more. There's always more. And yeah. I think when things get hard and challenging or something seems overwhelming or hard, it's like, that's when you learn and grow and blossom. And you're like, wow, I, you look back at yourself, you know, a year ago and you're like, because I continued to push forward through the hard, like mm. I'm a better person because yeah. of it, you know, totally. And I don't think you'd go back to yourself a year ago and be that person after what you you've, after what you've learned and how you've grown, you know? So I think there's a lot to be said about like the in-between of like showing 
the good days and showing that you have hard days and that mm. you're human and that your house is messy sometimes or that you aren't the perfect body type or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think it's that middle part of like relatability and just like you driving to work. Yeah. morning right? just like that middle line it's I know, not right? one or the other yeah, yeah. And it's just like seeing that people struggle but doing also, your taxes oh just... my gosh yeah <laughs> that could be a whole segment jeez i'm just taxes. trying to think of like the most boring things oh you my could do gosh on social media oh yeah. yeah well i've followed you for a couple of years now on social media and you are a hundred percent the same person oh, in person you. that you are on the internet That's so a huge compliment i appreciate yeah. that very much it's awesome <laughs> thanks Okay, so let me ask you this. For our, our listeners, what is kind of the undertone of all this as I apply it to kind of the business world is you're a absolute master marketer. You're, you're not saying that, but you are, <laughs> right? Um, I can sell stuff. Yes. So what kind of advice would you give to the young entrepreneur who's trying to figure out how to get some traction on their business, trying yeah. to get stuff exposed trying to get their first set of sales, like what advice would you give them? At Eastside Credit Union, we offer startup loans for emerging businesses to help support you in the early stages of growth. This could be for inventory, equipment, or other operating expenses. Almost all businesses qualify. Get started today by visiting us at eastsideocuorg slash start. Federally insured by the NCUA. So what kind of advice would you give to the young entrepreneur who's trying to figure out how to get some traction on their business, trying yeah. to get stuff exposed, trying to get their first set of sales. Like what advice would you give them? Um, my best piece of advice I think would be you can't sell to everyone. Mm. And my greatest, most powerful tool is when I started doing this, I was so nervous <laughs> and like, I was like, how am I going to sell things? And I obviously was like, okay, well I did it and I was actually pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. But like, what was it that worked, you know? And I think it, for me, it was, I was talking to myself. Mm. And it's interesting because when you film stuff, you are talking to yourself. That's you right. see your own face in the camera and you don't see the people you're talking to. You see you. Mm. It's a reflection, right? And so I think to myself when I'm trying to market something or teach someone about something, I'm like, what would I want to know? What would Jasmine Ray want to learn? And I talk to her. Mm. So <laughs> it's so simple. And I think like when people ask me like, oh, how are you so good at this? I'm like, it's easy. Mm. You talk to yourself. Like you look in the phone and that's who you see. And you think I'm a mom. I have four kids. Like what am I going to buy? What's going to stick out to me? What's going to be useful and helpful to me? What are my pain points? You know, and yeah. I just talk to that woman. Yeah. Because that's the woman that follows me typically right. is my demographic. Yeah, you are your own target market. I am my own target market. Yeah. So it's so simple because you look at yourself and you're like, where do I shop? What do I buy? Because when I link things at Walmart or Target, they get the most clicks. Mm -hmm. Like when I link something at Nordstrom, I don't get very many clicks because sure. yeah. my demographic isn't going to pay $80 for a shirt. Mm -hmm. They want to pay $14 for the Target shirt and mm -hmm. it looks just as good. It, mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know. That's just who I am. And I feel like when you speak to that woman, that is like the greatest tool. Because when someone's trying to sell to everybody under the sun, you're not going to be successful because you don't know how to talk to everyone, you know? Yeah. And so 
I don't know. That has worked for me. I mean, that's a master class in persona building is what <laughs> oh that is. Like, it really is. Like, so many businesses think, and I've heard this so many times from people, I'll ask, oh, what's your target market? And they're like, everybody's our target market. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I promise it's not. Yeah. I know you want that to be true. You want that to be true. But that's not true. <laughs> I feel like lucky for me, everyone, not everyone, most people have hair. So Most, yeah. when you were saying early, like men care too. They do care. Yeah. It's funny because when COVID hit and our salon got shut down mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for my employees to get paid. And like, I'm just was a little small fish and we were working in this tiny little studio mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, we're going to teach classes. We're going to give people what they want, what they've been asking for. So we did one class a week during that April month that we were all shut down. And our first class was for babies and toddlers, hair care. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because I was like, oh, maybe we'll sell a couple tickets, you know. <laughs> and it sold out in like an hour. Wow. And we had like 2,000 tickets. It wow. was like a virtual class. And yeah. we had limited seating because we had limited software. It right. was really like, we don't know what we're doing. Right. And we only have this Zoom. And we'd have to upgrade. And <laughs> we did not know what we were doing. And then the... The second class was teen and preteen hair care. Mm -hmm. Moms loved that, ate it up because yeah. no preteen wants to listen to their mother about like, this is how you should wash your hair. And they're like, mom, you don't know anything, but they'll listen to someone <laughs> else, right? An expert or like someone in social media. They're like, oh, listen to that girl. I won't listen to my mom. So moms loved that. And then the class that sold out the fast was the men's class. And it was like oh, men's hair care. It sold out in five minutes. Mm -hmm. wow. And we actually upgraded that, we upgraded our Zoom to like the next one. So we sold like 5,000 tickets to the men's class. Wow. And then the last one was just for women, like top yeah. to bottom. And we ended up selling, like we, we bought new softwares to get like more seats mm -hmm. for that class. And it was so fun. It mm -hmm. was so fun. And the, all the classes were live. And it was just funny because... I was just like, I cannot believe the men's one sold out in five minutes. And I was like, that's a market, too, because yeah, men, like, is. they want their hair to look nice. They don't want to lose it, you no, know? No, no, of course not. Like, it, even bald men, yeah. they don't want to be going bald, no. right? Like, <laughs> they not, look good bald, but yeah. it's like they'd probably rather they have hair. They would rather maybe. have hair, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. We had this thing that we did at the credit union where uh, on our senior team, we had a couple of women and a couple of men. And we were doing like this contest and somebody recommended, they were like, if we do it, everybody shaves their head. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and the women on the senior team were like, yeah, we're game. And it was, it a, must have been very it was a couple of the men who were thinning. Uh -huh. That were like, I'm holding on to what I've got. There's no way I'm shaving my head. I'm keeping these three hairs on my head. Uh, it's so true. It was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, luckily my demographic who want to learn about hair, like most everyone has hair, like from young to old. Yeah. They all want, it's a, their daily accessory, you know? Sure. But I feel like when I speak most to myself and my like age range and my moms, mm -hmm. you know, that's when like I'm able to market things the best well i think sometimes we forget about that segment of people um most of the buying power in households is through the wife yeah almost all the buying power sure. is right there yeah and um like who you are working with and and um and sell to and and target to 
it's yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It, what about your family? Are you the one with the buying power? Well, I don't know. My husband sometimes, I'm like, what's this package? He's like, I don't know. I saw it on Facebook ad. <laughs> I'm like, stop buying stuff from Facebook ads. And he's like, that's how we make a living. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Okay. Certain things. Uh, you know? It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But it, yeah. It is a potent market to, yeah. to chase after, though. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, I'm definitely the one that's like, you know buying all things for the kids and like when summertime rolls around again I have these pool things and these goggles you know and it's like the mom <laughs> that's taking care of all that you know yeah so yeah they're the ones clicking and they're the ones that love the Amazon and the prime and all the things you know <laughs> what do you feel like has been the hardest part in building your business the most difficult thing you've had to overcome oh man I would say the ridicule because mm. mm. I'm someone who, and it's interesting because the advice people would give me is just don't care about what other people think. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's an interesting comment in my opinion because mm. I do care what other people think mm -hmm. because I care about people. Mm. Hard to turn that off. Yeah. Yeah. And especially care about what the people think who are the people that I love. And so I'm like, I think sometimes when you put yourself out there, family and friends can be your biggest critics. Yeah. Which is sad, it is. right? Yeah. Th sometimes those are your biggest naysayers. Yes. A and they're the and they do it in such a like faux lovingly way that it cuts you deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard. And and so when people are like, you just can't care what other people think, and I'm like, I can't just do that. Yeah. It's not something I can shut off. Well, that's part of your magic, too. Oh, thank right? you. <laughs> and, and you turn that off, and it's like, well. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, even f I even care a lot of the time, like, speaking to, like, my moms that have the kids and, like, are trying to do all the things that are heavy laden in their day-to-day, -day, you mm. know. I'm like, I care about those women. Mm. And... I, I want to help them. And so I do, when someone says something mean to me, it hurts, you know? Yeah. I do feel like I'm someone who understands my worth 100% mm -hmm. and, like, actually has a deep love for myself. Not in a way that, oh, let myself, you know, but I, like, <laughs> I, like, love my soul, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel very, like, content with, myself mm. but with that being said when someone says something mean it's still hurtful yeah. right so it's like you can't shut that part of your soul off where it's like oh you're trying to say something really mean and be hurtful and it actually is hurtful mm. you know mm -hmm. so i feel like you do have to have a thicker skin mm. but i think you can have a thicker skin still with a soft heart mm. Mm. thick skin soft heart yeah and i i yeah. think mm. The thick skin is like, I know my value. I know my worth. I know what Susie's saying is is mean. And I know it doesn't change how I feel about myself, but it's still hurtful. Right. You know? Mm. Yeah. So I think that's the hard part is just trying to realize also that, like, when people do say hurtful things, I try to put myself in their shoes and be like, what? what's going on with this person? Mm. And a lot of the time, People will also say me, and I, I just obviously I'm not a great listener to the advice people can give me. But 
they'll be like, just ignore those women. Just ignore those mean women, those haters, you know. And a lot of the time I don't. Sometimes if I'm feeling very salty, I will put them on blast, which I don't recommend. (laughs) (laughs) I never tag their name or anything. But usually I will just respond saying like, hey, that was actually really hurtful. Mm. And I'm just a mom trying to show up here in a way that is authentic and real and helpful. And those words are very hurtful. Right. Mm. And I'll just say that to them. And 98% of the time, the woman will come back and say, I am so sorry. Yeah. Mm. You are right. And I've had an awful day. Or this is what's Mm. going on with me. Mm. Sometimes it opens up a conversation of like, the pain they're going through. And it's been, and I've been able to tell these women, like your words are impactful. And once Mm. you say them, you can't get them back. So like be mindful of that, no matter what you're going through. Like realize that like those are things, especially when you take the time to type them out because Mm. it's almost Mm. like predetermined. Like Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm going to say this, you know, and it's like in in writing, (laughs) right? It's not just floating in the air as words. It's in writing. Mm And I'll be like, just remember that, like, these these women that you're coming after, like, they're real people with kids yeah. and, like, their own struggles. And, like, just try to look inside and be like, why do I feel like I need to say this to mm-hmm. this person? You know, I've had some amazing conversations with some really hurting women. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's a key element there, which is when people make those kind of comments, it, it actually is saying more about them than it is about you. Yeah. Um, because they're expressing whatever that that pain is mm-hmm. that's festering inside of them for sure, and it just comes out kind of in a, some ugly ways. Yeah, but it, it's really not about you. No, and it's it's like you have to get to a place where you realize yeah. that you know. Yeah. But it's just an interesting world for sure, and I feel like excuse me, burp, Diet <laughs> Pepsi getting to me. <laughs> I have like like ninety percent cheerleaders that are just yeah. so uplifting but then you have that other 10 percent that just really like sits with you you know yeah and that's how it is with everything right it's Mm -hmm. like you can have like all this success and i'm sure you guys could have like a million good podcasts and then you have one person who's like this really sucked Mm -hmm. you know you guys Mm -hmm. aren't very good at what you do Mm -hmm. and you'll never forget that person oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) totally you know it just sits with you and so i think i think it is really important to get to a place where you you can truly be settled with your own soul and like be confident with who you are and have a love for yourself. And I think that's when it opens up the doors and windows to be understanding and to be able to like effortlessly love others too. Yeah. Like where they're at, you know, it takes time to get there though. And it took me time to get there. Cause like Jasmine five years ago would probably just be like, screw you lady. <laughs> <You're a real laughs> <bitch."> <laughs> yeah, it took me time to get there, but it's definitely like not for the faint of heart, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have to just ignore the comment section or do you ever recommend to somebody like, just don't even look at it? You know, posting f- ghost. Yeah. 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 On Facebook is a very cruel place for me. And I don't get on Facebook. I do have content that's pushed there with other brands and things. And I'll do live videos over there sometimes, but I never look at the comments ever. I did like the first year, but Mm. then I was like, absolutely not. I cannot let allow myself to go there. People on Facebook are ruthless. So I, I hang out on Instagram a lot more, but 
I feel like Instagram's where like my people, my demographic, mm. you know, I feel like all the Karens are on Facebook. <laughs> but it's interesting because I actually had a time where when I first started doing it, I have a very pointy chin. Okay. You and like, do? <laughs> Let's see that thing. And like in person, people will never notice. But I'm, I when I'm on that. film and the, like I'm in certain lighting, it'll look like a perfect little circle, like a perfect <laughs> little bouncy ball stuck in my face or something. And I started, you know, doing all these videos and I was doing some makeup videos too. And oh my gosh, people were so mean about my chin, my chin. And they would say the most awful things like, what's that tumor on your face? Or, oh my you got gosh. botched implant surgery on your chin. Like you should sue your doctor. Oh my I'm like, you guys, I just got a weird chin. Okay, back off. You know, like <laughs> I'm not perfect. Be nice. You know, and so. It was like thousands of comments on my videos. My assistant finally went in and learned that you can ban words mm-hmm. like on your page. So she banned the word chin because people were commenting on my chin so much. Yeah. It's so silly. I'm like, come on, people get a hobby. Like, yeah. And so it's funny because I found myself as a grown woman crying in the corner of my closet because people were so mean mm-hmm. about something that I was always self-conscious about, too, because mm-hmm. I like. People were like, I never really noticed. And it's like, but in pictures, if there's a flash, it just captures it just yeah. right where it looks like a tiny little bouncy ball. <laughs> and uh, I was always so self-conscious as a, a as a kid. And, like, some of my cousins would tease me and, like, grab my chin. I was just <laughs> oh like, gosh. okay, like, everyone has, like, different things they don't love about themselves sure. or would like to change, right? You know, and so I'm like, grown woman, never shed a tear over people like teasing me about my chin, but I'm like bawling oh, in my closet because I went on Facebook and made a mistake of reading the comments. You know? yeah. So I was just like, oh, wow, this is this is a thing and this is going to be a thing, you know, and I'm just like, OK, well, we're just not going to go there anymore. We're just not going to go to the comments. And I do still hear things about it occasionally, but I'm like, you know, it's whatever. Like, but you have to get there mm-hmm. and. Like I said, you have to grow a little bit of thick skin to be able to take the kind of ridicule, the silly things, yeah, such silly things, you know. And I'm like, I don't even post stuff that's even like super controversial. It's just they'll find whatever to dig yeah. at you for, you know. Yeah, strange things. Yeah, I, I I did a social media post one time, and same thing. I I made the mistake of reading the comments about it, and <laughs> it was something that I didn't didn't even notice. Anyway, there was a, a fair number of comments talking about how tight my pants were (laughs) (laughs) and how uncomfortable it made them oh my gosh i was like what so funny you're like okay well well i'm glad you noticed yeah (laughs) i wore them on purpose not bad oh yeah it's so funny i feel like it's a trend now to like like people are reposting things and they're like i ran to the comments to see what people were saying about this post yeah most of it's hilarious but it's like yeah, there's there's that aspect for sure. And you mm. just gotta tread lightly. <laughs> it's interesting. My goodness. Yes. What's it like having people recognize you in public? Mm. Oh, it's it is weird because I I'm like I'm not a celebrity. I'm not I'm not anybody more important than anyone else. And I've always felt that way, you know, like so that aspect is strange when someone meets you and is like a major fangirl. I, it was funny, I was with my assistant one time, we were in an airport in Arizona, and this lady came up to me, 
And she's like, Jasmine. And I was like, hi, how are you? <laughs> and she's like, good. And I'm like, are you guys on vacation? And I just started talking to her like she was an old friend. Mm. And she had to stop me mid-conversation and say, you've never met me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but like, you know me and yeah. we're friends. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I just want to make sure that you knew you hadn't met me yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my assistant was even like, do you know her? <laughs> and I found that, like, what is another challenge for me in this whole social media world is I feel like people know me. They know my kids. They mm -hmm. know our some of our struggles. They, they've seen me laugh, cry. Like, they, I've taught them things. They feel like I am a friend. Right. Which I love. But then I have the aspect of, I have all these friends and I'm the worst friend because I don't know any of their names. <laughs> I don't follow them. I, you know, I'm such a jerk friend, you know. And so I feel like it's such an opportunity and something I have so much gratitude for when, when I do get to meet people and hug people because I get to thank them. Like in, in one of the first things I'll say is like, they're like, I follow you. And I'll be like, thank you so much yeah. for being there for my family. Mm. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like just you being there, like that supports me and my kids. Yeah, yeah. You help pay our bills. Yeah. Like you are important to me. And a lot of the time they're like, oh, that's not what I was, that's not the response <laughs> I was thinking. You know? <laughs> but I truly have a deep gratitude for people. And when I get to see their faces and like physically like hug them, you know, and I do feel like it's, it should be like a long lost friend, you know, because yeah. they, they have a deep relationship with you. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. And I'll be like, are these your kids? You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, they're the same age. Like, And I've actually become friends with some people that I met. And like a couple years ago, I went on this journey in Hawaii and got a little woo-woo and, like, <laughs> did some deep soul searching into, mm. like, my purpose, right? Like, outside of just, like, my general beliefs. Yeah. But it was like, who am I? Like, yeah. What can I offer to the world? Me personally, what makes me unique and special? And I really dug into that and it was very enlightening. And uh, so much so that I like wanted to share that with my staff. So I took my staff out there and we, they all dug deep and they found parts of themselves they'd never really discovered or didn't think, didn't know existed, you know, mm. and learned a lot about themselves. And then I was like, I want to host retreats for women. Like mm. I was on this kick, like this high <laughs> of like, I really want to help people like mm -hmm. dig deeper, you know, and like find their deep rooted purpose because we're all so individually unique in what we have to offer. And I did that for two weeks and then found out I was pregnant with <laughs> my last baby. And I was like, okay, well that was fun. Yeah. And we had two groups of women and still to this day, I feel like a lot of those women are like part of my journey and like we stay in touch and, it's hard because all of a sudden I had like like 30 new friends mm. and I'm like, oh, man, I can't like call f all 30 of my friends every day. And like that was another aspect of like I got to know these women kind of more on like a deep level and learn things about them that maybe nobody in their family even knew, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it was like you made this connection with these women and I was like, oh, is it realistic for me to keep doing this? Yeah. I wanted to, I just didn't have the capacity. Like right. I didn't have the energy. And I'm like, if I'm putting so much energy in here, which was required, mm -hmm. it took away from my kids and my family. Yeah. And so I finally had to get to a point where I was like, that was beautiful for mm -hmm. the time. 
but like now I'm pregnant and now like I just maybe that happened for a reason when it did and like I just had to be done with that but I don't know I love opportunity to make connection with people on a level that's like outside of just saying hi you know sure because I feel like they've been there and supported us just by being there that it feels very rewarding to get to see people's faces even like in dms i try to be in dms a lot mm -hmm. and i still can't get to them all but like everybody's face is a tiny little <laughs> bubble it's like the size of a pea you know it's one girl i met and she's like i'm taylor like we talk all the time and i'm like taylor oh great to hear. you're, you're way bigger than you. this little piece <laughs> you know and so i was like oh my gosh this is so cool you know so it was funny I love seeing the faces though and getting to squeeze people. <laughs> so what's what's next? What's coming? What's on the horizon for uh, you? That's a good question. I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard cuz like I feel like things are ever changing yeah. in social media and like even now I have gotten away from sharing educational content mm. and I'm I'm kind of like a daily journal right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just sharing our day-to-day -day life and sharing more products that I like and doing more affiliate stuff, sponsored content. And like, just a lot of the time I will be like, I love this sleep sack that I got for Violet. It's so freaking good. And I'll reach out to the company like, Hey, do you want to work together? Can mm -hmm. I get a code? Like, I want to share your product and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll work something out where it's beneficial for both of us. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff, which is not hair. Yeah. But it's still been fun in its own way because it's, like, things I recommend as a mom or as, like, you know, s stuff that I like. Makeup, whatever, clothes. But I, people are craving the hair education to mm. come back and to be, like, revamped, right? Yeah. So right now I'm trying to figure out what that looks like because there's so many different options. It's like, oh, Instagram now has, like, subscription. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, that makes me nervous, like... I gave away this information for free for years and now I'm going to charge people for it. That doesn't feel right to mm. me, but I also have to understand that like, this is my time and it's a lot of value that I have to offer. And like, I could do it in a way. And I've also like explored YouTube. Like what if I revamped my education and shared more of what I know over YouTube and taught, treated it as like a Netflix series. Yeah. Like, cause people, yeah can digest that really easily they're like mm -hmm. oh it's a this is a season this is an episode you mm -hmm. know and it's like a verbiage they're very familiar with mm -hmm. so i've thought about going to youtube and like creating like seasons of different topics and yeah. have like short episodes that are like 15 minutes long of revamping my my knowledge because right now it's like high all in the highlight bubbles and it's there's no captions there's no <laughs> nothing it was back when you just used to like film yourself and people would listen right, right. and now it's like Everyone on social media has ADD when it comes to mm -hmm. like, if I'm not entertained in the first three seconds, I'm gone. I'm out here. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. it's like, that's how we've been trained. And that's how they've, they've given us all ADD of social media. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, I need to start making reels and I should probably get on TikTok. And oh my gosh, it's just so, <laughs> so much that yeah. I'm like, what do I actually do? And my husband's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what feels like what do you feel passionate about? Like what would work? What would jazz want? You know, mm -hmm. like, and so I'm, I'm in that ground of like realizing that's going to take a lot to get all that revamped and like put 
like in an organized way for people Mm -hmm. and like I want it to be more easily digestible where they can have links and like just make it easier for them because that's what people want they want it to be easier they sure do they don't want to have to click more than twice you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) it's just that that whole isn't that funny yeah oh it's exhausting (laughs) four times click out of this click to get to the link (laughs) go back (laughs) yeah and sometimes when you click on an instagram link it sends you to like this page it's like follow this link and you have to click Uh it again i get annoyed with that yeah you're like that's outrageous i don't have another click (laughs) but it's true it's like the internet internet has trained people to be impatient, lazy, yep. and like hard to entertain. Yes. Cuz there's so much content out there. So I think as a creator or as an educator, it's like well, how the heck do I do this mm-hmm. in a way that people are going to like receive it well, you know? Mm-hmm. Or that it will actually be helpful. So I'm kind of in that realm right now of trying to figure that out and i also i've worked with so many different companies and i've collaborated on product lines that i've created with other companies Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm getting to and this is like not common knowledge not very many people know this it's a little bit secret you heard it here first i know but i i would love to ultimately like have my own product line yeah like i have i'm sort of shocked you don't already i know right and people have said that (laughs) i think What's very terrifying is I can sell someone else's stuff all day and like it's Mm, easy for me. mm -hmm. But then the minute I go to sell my own stuff, that's terrifying. Well, it's Mm. it's all you. It's all my eggs are in my own basket. And right now I'm like, I got an egg in their basket and their basket. And like I can just share and they send me paycheck and that's like whatever. But now I'm like like some distance from it. Yeah, (laughs) I follow. But then it's like you kind of wear these like. I don't know like ball and chain a little bit to these companies sure. where it's like it's still yours and i get a cut of it which is great but and it's I don't, yours but it's yours yeah and like it's nice because they do all the back end stuff mm-hmm. and the customer service it's funny mm-hmm. some people be like hey um my sprayer went out on this and i'm like oh i'm not customer service oh, for yeah. this <laughs> That's and them. it's hard because it's like well i i bought it on your recommendation i'm like i still don't know what's going on with your sprayer so like you're gonna need to reach out to the company you know <laughs> so it's just interesting because i'm like i want to like and it's hard because i've had like the limitations of like oh well when i created my own product line it's like I, I wanted these certain ingredients taken out and some put replaced and they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. And I was like, well, why not? Well, it's too expensive. Mm. And I'm like, well, like how much more expensive? And it was like pennies, right? Sure. And I know it adds up, but I was like, okay, so I got my hands tied here and, yeah. got, you know, and mm. finally I was like, well, if you don't take the aluminum out of it, I'm not going to let out. you put my name on it. Yeah. Like, and so they finally did. Mm-hmm. And they replaced it with the ingredient I wanted, but it was a battle, man, like yeah. to try to get what I wanted. And, and still at the end of the day, like, I feel like if I could have done it myself, I could have made it that much more better and perfect, you know? And so that's where I'm at where I'm like, okay, we need to come out with like my own things because then they can truly be what I would yeah. want them to be, you know, yeah. no, no limitations. So, yeah. That's in the works. It's very exciting. Yeah, it is. It's also very scary. (laughs) Sure. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully it will be a successful thing when it does come out. I do feel like there's a lot more heat riding on 
selling your own products than yeah. there is selling someone else's because yeah because then when they say your sprayer's broken you're like well you used it wrong i know you, <laughs> it's perfect i know like, it's perfect oh that is our problem right. <laughs> okay <laughs> let's get you with customer service and then you gotta have a customer service team that's good you know yeah. so <laughs> it's just like a whole nother world i'm delving diving into that is exciting but i'm like this is where everything needs to head now you know so yeah 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 scary but mm. very exciting yeah. yeah um what other pieces of advice would you give kind of your last thoughts of advice that you'd give to young entrepreneurs kind of following in your footsteps yeah um you know it's funny because i feel like people see what they see and they think like Ugh, like you're just so successful and it's just so easy and like they see what they see and it's like it seems simple right yeah. oh she can just get on and share and like sell stuff it's so simple right and it's funny because i think a lot of people who found me in the last little while like they didn't see me grinding behind the chair mm. working 12 hour days yeah. five six days a week putting my husband through school yeah buying our first house like while he was in school like I worked so hard and I don't think without that work that I could possibly be in the position I am today. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because even like with my salon and my employees, what I am trying to create for them is a shortcut. Yeah. But what I have learned is that I'm doing a disservice to them by making them skip the really hard parts yeah. mm -hmm. because then it's like sometimes they don't fully have an understanding of how good they have it because yeah. they didn't have to grind you know yeah, it's true so i'm like i want to help you skip like the 12 hour days on your feet where you literally want to die at the end of the day mm -hmm. and you can't like put your towels in the wash because you're so tired mm -hmm. And you can't see straight, you know, and I want to help them skip all that so that they can just like skip ahead to like, I'm working with an assistant right out of hair school. And I'm, you know, did it. And it's funny because my assistant has said to me, like, I think I think we have good intentions, but I think the grind is so crucial to people's success. Well, it, it turns them into something important. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And I also feel like the people who have it in them to get through the grind to mm. get to that spot are the people who like they earned it you know yeah. and i know there are some like sensations that like maybe went viral overnight you know but i think that's something that i would say is like if you're not willing to put in the work then it's not going to happen yeah. you know and i feel like for me the the online aspect is more work than a lot of things I've ever done. Well, I yeah. and I think people think it's easy. Yes. But it's not. Yeah. Um, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to shoot a little video. Yeah. It's so fun and easy. And it's it's just, not that. And it never shuts off. Yeah. It never shuts off. There's always people waiting for you. There's always people like, and it's funny because I have a good friend who she saw someone she looks up to that she follows who has a lot of followers in town. And she like, like said hi to them and they were like, oh, hi. They were with their family. They said hi. They weren't unkind. Mm -hmm. But she was like, that was rude. Oh. And I was like, hold up. Like, <laughs> you got to understand, like, 
this is a weird thing, right? Like they yeah. weren't mean to you. And like, she's They're like, just going to pick up a prescription. At yeah. The store, you know, I know. Yeah, and yeah. like, she's like, well, sometimes I DM them and they don't answer me back or they just like my comment. They don't even say anything <laughs> back. And, I'm like, and I like showed her my inbox just yeah. for reference. And yeah. I was like, this is never ending and it never shuts off. Mm -hmm. And it, can absolutely consume you to the point where you have no idea what's going on around you because you're so like trying to get through it all and you're trying to edit things and you're trying you know like and sure like you can hire a lot of that off once you get to a point where you're like okay i can hire some help yeah. but in the beginning you can't hire help you, you have to do it all yourself you and you have to do it amongst everything else you're still doing in your life right and so i would just say like be willing to put in the time and understand that it doesn't shut off and yeah. that you have to create also like boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's something I still struggle with because I'll stay up to one in the morning trying to answer people's DMS just <laughs> to be helpful, you know, yeah. like, and I've realized like, I need to go to bed. Like mm -hmm. I need to take care of me. I need to get some sleep. Like, I know like when all my kids go to bed, that's when I'm like, okay, it's go time. But then I find myself like, looking at my husband and I'm like, have you been sitting there this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, ugh, like we need to like have hours basically like a real job because that's yeah. the thing is like you create those hours and you can let it go 24 seven or you can take the weekends off or you right. can be done by at five 30, you know, like, yep. or you can not have late hours at like one and two in the morning where you're just trying to dive through as many as you can. Like, so it's a, it's, it's a lot of hard work. And I think if you're willing to power through the beginning and the grind and like a lot of it seeming like it's not working, like you will get somewhere and you will grow eventually. But yeah. nowadays it's way more challenging than it was six years ago too. So yeah, mm. I don't know. It is. I think there's something so interesting about uh, going back to a comment you made earlier about like do the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're young. Yeah. Do the hard work. I know. I, they have to. You just have to. Yeah. There was this kid that contacted me um, and he was trying to get a job on a ranch and um, he had this interview that he was going to, it's like a working interview. So he was going to go work on the ranch for a day mm -hmm. and that was going to be his interview. And he was just asking me for some advice and I was like, just go do all the jobs nobody wants to do. Yeah. Like fix the fence. Uh, like open gates for people <laughs> yes like do the stuff that nobody wants to do mm -hmm. and first of all they'll love you for it yeah um but mostly it's going to turn you into something mm -hmm. that people will want to follow one day yeah that's yeah. absolutely true yeah. i honestly feel like my one employee who is like always like scrubbing the floor and like finding something to do she never is holding still and she's yeah. like you know doing the things nobody else wants to do and that's the kid i noticed the most yeah. you know is i'm yeah. like hey you're you're gonna go places because yeah. you're willing to like put in the shoulder work mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and so there's so much to be said about that work ethic and it sadly is hard to find mm. and if you have it and you're willing to put it in like you will get to where you want to be eventually but it's not yeah. going to happen overnight yeah my old man used to always tell me he's like you've got no business not being the hardest worker in any room you walk in yeah, I love like that. You, you have to do that yeah yeah, yeah. just as a prerequisite for yeah life. yeah 100 yeah. percent. and like people will notice that they will not miss 
like you out there doing those things for sure yep are you on the lemon eight app oh, i'm not yeah. i have recently just seen people get on it what is it even is it like a it's the it's the hot new thing oh boy it's, it's like a cross <laughs> thing great it's like really a cross between like pinterest and instagram okay. i feel like the most yeah it's it's weird yeah. but it's a lot of people i got on are... it yesterday it's very strange okay. yeah. yeah yeah so is it like stories or just pictures um, there's a mix of like picture content and video. Okay. Um, it's different. Yeah. It doesn't flow the same as Instagram, so I don't yeah. know that I love it. But all the cool kids are doing it. It feels like That's so. It's funny. like you just have to. That jump was like in. what was the app that came out? A couple. <laughs> it was like where the be real. That mm. was oh, huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I was too late to the game, and I think it's fizzled out now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it hasn't. But I'm just like, wait, so, like, you have to take a picture right when the alarm goes off? Like, I don't got time for that. Yeah, like, yeah. Who, who's, who's doing this? Yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> so many new concepts. But, yeah, I'll have to look into that one. Yeah. Lemonade. It's hard to want to learn, like, a new platform. It is, yeah. It's like so much work. So yes. little motivation to learn a new platform. I know. Yeah. There's always something new, and you're just like, I can't even keep up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not not even really on tiktok even because i'm like that's a whole nother fish to fry you know like that's I don't know. the easiest one to me i think so it's that's so what people simplistic said. yeah and they're like that like a lot of people are like with your personality i think you thrive on tiktok oh, yeah, you do so good you totally yeah it's more like you just show up and post what you post and like you don't really have to overthink it you know yeah it's very short form kind yes. of yeah. format yeah and... so like yeah maybe there's something to that yeah, it, those are the easiest ones for me to do because yeah. I can just I can bust out ten and yeah in you know ten minutes right and, and you know that's kind of nice but yeah yeah I mean and they're I've... no good but uh, you can't do that <laughs> but right? hey you can and you're not gonna get as harsh of judgment <laughs> that's true or yeah. the algorithm's <laughs> not gonna punish you no not, not so much <laughs> oh my gosh this is so random but out of you've obviously tried a lot of different products what's the like one thing you're like moms. You can't live without this product. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, So my slogan forever was dry shampoo and push through. <laughs> and I feel like dry shampoo is a heaven send when you are hair training. But it can be overused, like, really horribly. And if you overuse it, your hair could actually fall out. So it's kind of like... This, I know, <laughs> this magical product of, like, helping you get through. But, I mean, I've seen women, like, they're, like, trying to stretch way more days than they should be. And they're, like, dousing their head with dry shampoo. And I'm like, okay, no <laughs> no bottle of dry shampoo or amount in the world is going to save what's going on. Just go wash your hair, you know. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, in learning how to use it the correct way. Because I only use dry shampoo once maybe twice in my wash cycle which is like 17 days so and that's like you got to train yourself to get there which you know it's all what i teach about but i would say good dry shampoo and that will be my first product i come out with of my own oh. love it so yes. exciting right yep pretty exciting so <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of bad ones out there and there's a lot of really terrible ingredients that mm -hmm. are like known carcinogens you know and oh no and they're super cheap i and mean we're people rubbing are like, it on our bodies i know and like putting good. on your scalp i don't know and so i just i it will take time because i want to do it right and i want to have a product that can be not killing you you know <laughs> slowly i, like I can support that i know there's yeah. just so much junk out there it's hard to sift through and people just don't know that's the hard thing and and once they start to learn i mean there's a really popular 
um, dry shampoo ingredient that is in probably 75% of dry shampoos that has come out that it's like a now known carcinogen, mm -hmm. benzene. So it's like super, you know, sketchy. So trying to get the right formula, do it exactly how I'd want it. And so it's in the works. We had somebody on not long ago who does like uh, wellness beauty products <laughs> and stuff and and uh, we got to talking about my skincare routine oh, <laughs> or, or the fact that I just don't have, there is no skincare oh, yeah, routine. Both men she, was, don't. she was horrified by what I told her. She thought I was absolutely insane. Like, yeah. I just rub my face with my towel that I just wipe my butt on. So, I what's, mean, what's wrong with that? Your yeah, skin looks pretty nice. I think it's working for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I walked out feeling so self-conscious. I was like, I've been missing this whole thing that maybe I should have been doing. And her husband was there, and he's like, oh, yeah, I do it. And I was like, oh, oh no. You know what's annoying, though, is I feel like us women spend all this money on these skincare products. And then it's like, as we age and men get gray and wrinkly, they still are more handsome and distinguished. Yes. It's like, oh, he's handsome with his gray hair and his, it's not fair, his crow's it? feet. He actually looks distinguished. It's and we're not, like, yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. We look haggard as heck over here with our gray <laughs> hair and our wrinkles that we're trying to Botox out. And so yeah, true. It's just, you know, you can't yeah. It's unfair. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We've created the monster, yeah. though. Like, who are we kidding? <laughs> What's your message to the world? Ooh, that's a, a heavy hitting question. <laughs> Honestly, going back to like my woo woo state in Hawaii, what, what I kind of discovered about myself was that I think as human beings, we have such a capacity to love. And I think nowadays, because there's, there's people celebrating their differences, right? But there's also people fighting about their differences and everything is about differences. And we all want to shout them at the rooftops but then everybody is so like controversial about it all and I think the cool thing is like as a human race we all have the capacity to love each other even if we're different it's like you can still offer to love someone even if you don't agree on something and you don't you know do things the same and I think for me realizing that the more I found like parts of myself and my own soul of like learning how to love myself. And just as a Christian, it's like, you know, first commandment, love God. Second commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm -hmm. So I'm a firm believer of like, you can have a larger capacity to love if you learn how to love yourself well. And that's hard for people because we're always being told we're not enough or, you know, there's, you know, just sit where you're at. Like you don't have to try harder, you know? And it's just like when you can kind of dig deep and figure out what makes you unique, uniquely you and what you have to offer the world, you can be like, wow, I'm pretty great. Like I'm pretty cool. And I have the ability to allow others to feel that way and allow others to learn to love themselves. And I just think it sounds cliche, but I feel like that's what we're lacking the most in our world today is just people feel guarded with their love. They're like, oh, well, I'm only going to give it to the people that deserve it, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like everyone deserves it. Like if you just give it and realize the more you give, the more you have the capacity to give. And you're like 
filled with more of it because you feel content with yourself and in loving who you are that you can give it more to others and then it allows them to do the same and I just feel like our kids too kind of have put their guards up you know and they I, I feel like I don't ever want my kids to feel like someone has to earn their respect. I'm like, no, you just respect people and you love them where they're at and you encourage them to do the same. And like at the end of the day, I think that would be like the answer to everything. Right. But just love, I guess, would be my answer to that. Great it's answer. really good. Yeah. yeah. You're making me cry over Great here. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. man. It's not complex. It's pretty simple, but we make it complex. We sure do. Yeah. Jasmine, thank you so much for being thank on you. with us this today. This is so fun. Yeah. We had a great time. Great advice. Yes. Great I was, insights. I was nervous, but you guys just made it so easy. <laughs> could just keep chatting for days. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't hard. Oh, uh, sometimes you. it is. Not. It wasn't <laughs> with you. No. Oh, you guys uh, are great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being on. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Dragon Slayer podcast by East Idaho Credit Union. We'll see you next time. Woo! Yeah.